I've called the message tonight not just a God to know. Not just a God to know, because I really believe that our God, that Jesus isn't just someone to know things about. He's someone to actually experience. That his life life transforming power is real and accessible to every single one of us. When we moved back from Taiwan, um, and my wife and I, we bought a house, and I, I had a whippersnipper. And does anyone like whippersnipping here? Where are my whippersnippers? You get the edge really straight. You get, yeah, you get, you get the, the, the long ruler out and you make sure that it's, you're squaring it on the corners. And um, my whippersnipper was my granddad's whippersnipper. It was an electric whippersnipper from before electric whippersnippers were good. And it, it, this thing was like from the 70s or something. And I don't know how it was still working. The handle was broken, so it would just rotate in all directions. And it only had one little bit of cord. Like, you know how most whippersnippers, it's on both sides or the real one, like good ones have like four. This had one, just one measly little bit of cord. And <laughs> we moved to a new house and it's got that real thick, is it kaikuya uh, grass that just impossible to whippersnip. And I remember it, it taking me literally an hour to whippersnip our small yard because I just have to sit in one spot and keep going over it again and again and again. I just, I felt like I was getting nowhere. I felt a bit overwhelmed by the task in front of me. And I ended up getting um, from my sister a real whippersnipper. It was a still and I was like, yeah, it's a real one. But she said, the only problem is it doesn't start. We're we're pretty sure it'll start, but I just can't make it start. And and I was so excited. I I just I I knew it would make my life. It had the potential to make my life so much easier. And and I remember spending maybe half an hour in the backyard just pulling that cord, trying to get it started. You know what? It's like bruh, 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 like that. I could be like a rapper mose. How good's that? (laughs) And and I, I was trying everything. I had the choke off, the choke on, the half choke on. The, it was doing it upside down. I was standing on it. I was, I was trying to get it, and there was nothing I could do. And I looked up on the shelf, and there was a gift that I'd been given by Talitha's granddad. It was a can of start your bad, pers- bad word. It, it has a bad word on it. Let's call it SYB. And what it is is an engine starter. And I thought, well, it says it's an engine starter. I'm just going to use it. So I got that thing, and I just sprayed a whole bunch. It's like spray for 10 seconds. I'm like, I'll spray for 30. And just filled this thing everywhere. I was spraying, I was spraying the end. I was spraying where those things were just to make sure it was getting in the right place. And I remember spraying it and then just giving it one pull, and this thing just roared to life. And it was like, here we go. And I was like, yeah baby. I was like, here, I've, I've gone from being frustrated and down and worried to I'm now confident. I've got joy. Talitha looked out the back. I'm running laps to the backyard, whippersnipper above my head, celebrate. Ying, 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 ying. I'm like, here we go. Limited bash in that thing. And the neighbors are like, what's wrong? It was, it was, it was all happening. I, I went from feeling overwhelmed, powerless. I want to give up. I don't know enough about whippersnippers. If only I knew more to man, I was just, I was in the zone. And can I, be, can I be a bit honest? You can probably see where this is going. Doesn't life sometimes feel a little bit like the whippersnipper before it starts? It's like all the stuff seems to be there. Or all the, sometimes it's even like all the right pieces are in the right place, but it's, it's just missing something. I just feel a little bit powerful, a little bit powerless, like I don't have enough strength. 
a bit overwhelmed by the task that's ahead of me. Has anyone felt like that before? Or maybe you've just felt a little dry, like it's just, you're just missing that spark to get you going. You know, that's not actually how God wants us to live. John 10, 10, one of my favorite verses, says the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come. Jesus has come so that they may have life and have it to the full. Turn the person beside you and say, life to the full. That's the good news. We have access to the Holy Spirit. God doesn't just want us to know Him or know about Him. He wants us to experience Him. He wants us to experience His power. He wants us to see that He is real and that there is a difference that He can put inside of us. That's how God wants us to live. He wants us to live an empowered life. I love 1 Corinthians 4.20 says, um, For the kingdom of God is not just one of a lot of talk, right? It's not just some good thoughts. It's a kingdom of power, the power of the Holy Spirit. And Jesus promises the disciples in this, in Acts 1 verse 8. It says, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere, in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. In in, in other words, when you experience God for real, It will be so transformational, so life-altering that you won't help but tell people something has happened to me and His name is Jesus. I've been filled with the Holy Spirit. It's, It's so transformational that you just can't keep it in. It's so transformational. I believe that this week you're going to walk into your workplace or your school or wherever you're going and people are going to be like, um, did you change your hair color? You get a haircut because there's something different about you. And so today being Pentecost, I guess we're marking when the disciples first experienced the power of the Holy Spirit themselves. Pentecost, Pente, it's got something to do with five. And it's 50 days after Jesus. Um, oh no, it's 50 days since ascension, crucifixion, since the cross. And as, they, as Jesus said, he's like, Pastor Chris is like, oh no. He <laughs> I thought, you know, I, I won't have a fact checker, and he's sitting right there. Uh, no, he's <laughs> keeping me honest. It's good. The point being, all right, the important thing is not the amount of days. There, there is nothing more special about this day, okay? Do you know what makes today special, I think, is that we've all come with expectation. And God responds to our faith. Expectation is faith. If you're expecting God to do something, you've got faith that God's going to do something. And the difference today is we've all showed up expecting something. And good news, if you didn't show up like that, it's not too late. You can get on the expectation train right now. (laughs) Start to imagine what would it look like if Jesus, if the Holy Spirit did something in my life. So Pentecost, you know, it's a day. And um, marking when they first experienced the Holy Spirit. And the disciples, they knew God. They've been hanging out with God for three years. They've been walking with Jesus. But he says, wait until you experience the power of the Holy Spirit. And they were about to experience him in a way that was unlike any other. And what I want to do tonight is I just I want to read the story of Acts 2, where, where we see the story of that first Pentecost where they experienced the Holy Spirit. I want to pull a couple of thoughts from it. And then we're going to worship. We're going to pray. Again, 
when we get to seven o'clock, if you've got to go, you can just go. Um, it's all good. There's no pressure to stay around. But if you're hungry, man, we're going to really make some space to see the Holy Spirit do something powerful. So Acts 2, verse 1. It's titled, The Holy Spirit Comes. And it says, On the day of Pentecost, all the believers were meeting together in one place. Much like us here, right? We're together in the back room of the church. These, were, these guys were in the upper room, kind of out of the way. And it says, Suddenly, there was a sound from heaven like a mighty windstorm. And it filled the house where they were sitting then what looked like tongues, or like flames or tongues of fire appeared and settled on each of them. And take note of this, and everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit and began speaking in other languages as the Holy Spirit gave them this ability. Come on, friend, this is for you. This is not just for the person beside you or sitting in the front row. This is for you. You can be filled with the Holy Spirit. At that time, there were devout Jews from every nation living in Jerusalem. When they heard the loud noise, everyone came running, and they were bewildered to hear their own language being spoken by the believers. They were completely amazed. How can this be? They exclaimed. These people are all from Galilee, yet we hear them speaking in our own native languages. In verse 12, it says, They stood there amazed And perplexed, what can this mean? They asked each other. But others in the crowd ridiculed them, saying, they're just drunk. That's all. What I love about what we see here is there is something tangible that happens. This wasn't just later on being like, hey, we had a really good time in the upper room. It was really fun. And some dude spoke Chinese and it was really cool. It it wasn't It was people came running because there was commotion. There was something that was stirring. There was something that's happening. I just believe that there is something happening in our church at the moment. And we're going to see people running. We're going to see people flocking. What is going on? I've got to find out for myself. So they say they're just drunk. That's all. And it says, then Peter stepped forward with 11 other apostles and shouted to the crowd. And just remember, Peter being the one that denied Jesus most likely in front of Jesus. But he steps up and he shouts to the crowd, listen carefully, all of you, fellow Jews and residents of Jerusalem, make no mistake about this. These people are not drunk, as some of you are assuming. Nine o'clock in the morning is much too early for that. No, what you see was predicted long ago by the prophet Joel. In the last days, God says, this is where he quotes the prophet Joel, I will pour out my spirit on, again, all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. In those, day I will pour, in those days, I will pour out my spirit, even on my servants, men and women alike, and they will prophesy. And I will cause wonders in the heavens above and signs in the earth below, blood and fire and clouds of smoke, and the sun will become dark and the moon will turn blood red before that great and glorious day of the Lord arrives. But everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. 
man, Peter gets up and he's preaching a bold message. Hey, he's like, what you're seeing now is an outpouring of the Holy Spirit and it's for everyone. It doesn't matter if they're a servant. It doesn't matter their gender. It doesn't matter their background. It doesn't matter their ethnicity. There is power from the Holy Spirit for you to experience. And he says, so let everyone know. And this is where it changes a bit. Let everyone in Israel know for certain that God has made this Jesus whom you crucified to be both our Lord and Messiah. So he gets bold here. He's like, actually, Jesus, he's the one, like he is the Messiah. And it was you guys that crucified him. Well, we see an amazing response. It says, and and, I've, I've skipped forward a heap. I've skipped forward so much. I'm sorry. Anyway, he calls him out on that. Back up a little bit. It says, verse 22, people of Israel, listen. God publicly endorsed Jesus the Nazarene by doing powerful miracles, wonders and signs through him, as you well know. But God knew what would happen, and his prearranged plan was carried out when Jesus was betrayed with the help of lawless Gentiles. He goes even further here. You nailed him to a cross and killed him, but God released him from the horrors of death and raised him back to life, for death could not keep him in his grip. King David said this about him, and I just love this next part. He says, I see the Lord is always with me. I will not be shaken, for he is right beside me. No wonder my heart is glad and my tongue shouts his praises. My body rests in hope. For you will not leave my soul amongst the dead or allow your Holy One to rot in the grave. You have shown me the way of life and you fill me with joy in your presence. Come on, what a picture of what the Holy Spirit-empowered life looks like. I rest in hope. I am filled with joy. I know the ways of life. That's what it means to encounter the power of the Holy Spirit. Then Peter calls him out, like I said before. In verse 37, it says, Peter's words pierced their hearts, and they said to him and the other apostles, Brothers, what should we do? I love what Pastor Matt preached on last week as he spoke about redefining and refreshing the picture we have of, of conviction. And that's what we see happen in this verse. Peter calls them out, and they don't feel condemned. They don't feel, oh, we're, we're such bad people. They feel repentant. They realize, we need to change. What can we do to change Peter? Peter replied, each of you must repent of your sins and turn to God and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. Then you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. This promise is to you, to your children, and to those far away, all who've been called by the Lord our God. Then Peter continued preaching for a long time. Um, I'm not going to do that this evening. Strongly urging all his listeners... Save yourselves from this crooked generation. Those who believe what Peter said were baptized and added to the church that day, about 3,000 in all. Wow. What a crazy experience of the Holy Spirit. I think we need to read that whole passage just to get the, gra- the, the gravity of what happened. Wow. They're, they're waiting. They're expectant. They don't really know what they're expecting. Maybe you came this evening. You didn't know what you're expecting. We've been talking about the Holy Spirit. And you're like, I think I want that, but I don't know what to expect. And then all of a the sudden, they're empowered by the Holy Spirit. They stand up. The Holy Spirit roars to life within them. And they stand up with a fresh boldness and start to preach the good news of Jesus. First thought, an experience of the Holy Spirit can change everything. 
One experience with the Holy Spirit can change everything. Whether that be a fresh experience, whether that be the first experience. I believe there's some people here that tonight that this, this morning, you had an experience with the Holy Spirit in, in the service today. And let me just say, there is more for you. Come on, God is not finished yet. The kingdom of heaven is like a river where there's always more. It, there's always flowing the, the power of the Holy Spirit. The external environment, the situation that the disciples in did not change, but everything within them did. And suddenly something shifted on the inside. Suddenly they had fresh power. And I just think that's what God's going to do. The Holy Spirit's going to do in some people's lives this evening. You've been struggling with something. You've been wrestling with something. There's been loud voices in your head that are going to be silenced by the Holy Spirit. Suddenly, as you're filled and you receive power from on high, everything changes in an encounter with the Holy Spirit. This boldness comes on them, that, that, which I think speaks to this understanding of this is no longer on me to make this happen. The Holy Spirit is going to do it. They're filled with this fresh sense of hope that, that when the Holy Spirit is in me, hope is what overflows. What we see is we see the fruit of the Spirit start to explode in our life. They have hope. They have faith. I love how it speaks about the power of speaking in tongues. This is something that I've probably rediscovered for myself in the last few months, that that as I'm speaking in tongues, what I'm doing is I'm stirring myself up in faith. The amount of times that I've just thought, I need to pray in tongues. And then I've thought, nah, I won't do that. And then I've thought, yeah, I really do need to do that. Even as I'm driving. And it's like I go from feeling down and dull and dry to all of a sudden, man, my faith is stirred up. I'm waiting for an opportunity to talk to someone about Jesus. As I've been praying on the way to hang out with my unchurched friends, saying, God, give me an opportunity, and then seeing open doors and conversations where I get to share what I believe with them. Man, there's something powerful about speaking in tongues. And can I just say, it's for everyone. Hey, this is not a just for some people thing. It's a gift from God. And my thought is, if it's a gift, if God's given out gifts, sign me up, right? I want to be on God's uh, gift list. Give me one of those. If he's saying, if you want it, you can have it, I want it because I need to stir my faith up. I need something to empower me. I need something to encourage me in my spirit. We see faith. We see our joy. It's, it's, it's our strength is joy. Freedom. All of these things can happen in experience with the Holy Spirit. And the other thought I had, which I've kind of already said, is that an experience with the Holy Spirit is for everyone. And I might just get the band to join me again, if that's all right, because I'm, I'm almost done. It's for everyone. I love that we see in this story again and again how it's affirmed that everyone experienced that, that people who were open experienced that. Even the people that Peter says crucified Jesus receive it because they're open and repentant and they turn their hearts towards God. I think sometimes when we speak about these things, there can be the temptation to, to write ourselves off. I think there's something just so powerful about the Holy Spirit and the enemy is so against it because he knows how good it is for your life that even in the lead up to this, maybe there's been voices on the inside of you saying things like, you're not good enough. This isn't for you. This is for other people. You got prayed for once and it didn't happen. So sorry, you miss out. Can I just speak against those things? This is for all people. You can experience the Holy Spirit yourself. All we see in them is that they were present, they were together, which is what we're doing tonight. We're present, we're here. You know, it shows faith to just show up. 
It shows faith to show up when you don't feel like showing up. It's actually quite a profound expression of faith to just keep showing up. They were united. They were believing for the same thing. The way we were worshiping before, I have the feeling that we're united and believing for the same thing. We're hungry to see the Holy Spirit do something. And they were open. They were waiting. They didn't know exactly what for, but they wanted it. And I think that maybe could be you this evening. Maybe you've never had an experience with the Holy Spirit. So I, I don't know what I'm expecting verbatim, but I'm, I'm expecting something. And, and if anything, I'm hungry and I'm, and I'm open for something fresh. So how do we p- position ourselves? I think the number one key, if you want to have an experience with the Holy Spirit, if you want to be baptized with the Holy Spirit, if you want to speak in tongues, if you want to be filled afresh with power from on high, the key is humility. I actually have to admit that I have a need, that I can't do this myself, that actually I need, I need you, Jesus. I need your power, Holy Spirit. I, I can't make this happen all alone, and that, that requires humility. That's what surrender is. It's, I'm giving you the keys, Jesus. I'm going to stop trying to drive my life to where I think my life needs to go. I'm going to surrender to you, and I'm going to humbly say, Holy Spirit, would you come and have your way? Would you do something inside me, no matter how scary it is, no matter about what's on the inside that I'm worrying about and what might come up? It takes humility to just say, Jesus, Holy Spirit, come and have your way. It takes humility because we have to lay down some of our self-consciousness. We have, to, we have to lay down that, that fear of what other people will think. And we're, in a, we're going to very intentionally in a moment as we pray, I'm going to invite people to come forward. And part of that is because it really requires a step of humility to walk up the front and admit, I need this. And I don't care what people think. I don't care what people see. I need Jesus. I'm that hungry that I don't care what other people think. And can I just, spoiler alert, people aren't thinking about you. People are thinking about themselves. They're thinking, what do people think about me? Don't worry about it. No one's thinking about you. That's why it takes humility. You're not that important. (laughs) People aren't like, oh, look, Josh is going up the front. Oh, no, he must need the Holy Spirit. No one's doing that. But it's true. It takes humility to be like, I'll go and get prayed for. I don't care what people think. I I don't care. I need a fresh touch of the Holy Spirit. I don't care if someone prayed for me this morning. I'll come get prayed for again. I'm hungry for the Holy Spirit. Takes humility. Humility because we've sometimes got to respond to that, that conviction. God prodding us on the inside that there's maybe something that we've got to change. Something that we've got to let go of. Something that we've got to surrender to Him. Takes openness. We've got to be humble enough to be pulled out of maybe what we're in. Just step outside of what we know and say, Holy Spirit, would you have your way? Step away from what we're comfortable with and say, Holy Spirit, have your way. Got to be hungry for it. And can I just encourage us, maybe there's some people tonight, what you're going to need to do is silence the voice of, I don't know how, and feed the voice of, God, I'm open, and God, I'm hungry. Stop trying to figure it out, okay? Stop trying to, to work out all the details and let the Holy Spirit have His way. So a couple of questions. As we reflect, maybe we'd stand if that's okay. Let's stand together.
And I really want you to ask yourself this. Maybe even close your eyes. Ask yourself these questions. What is happening in my heart right now? What's the Holy Spirit doing in my heart? Might, might be conviction. Can I just encourage you? It leads to life. Listen to that voice to surrender, to submit, to release the need to control that thing, to ask for forgiveness and step back on the path God's called you to. It leads to life. Maybe it's hunger. Maybe you know that you need this. Come on, feed that hunger. Maybe it's even remembering some painful things. Maybe if you're honest about what's happening in your heart, there's a whole bunch of voices saying, this isn't for you. You're not good enough. You've got to silence those things. What's happening in your heart? It is for you. Remembering painful things, it's time to be free. It's time to receive freedom. Next question, are you willing to lay down pride in order to receive? And as soon as I say the word pride, I know what I do is the most prideful thing possible and I say, I'm not proud, (laughs) which is just pride. Do I need to admit that I have a need? Am I willing to admit that I have a need? To say, God, I can't do this by myself. To stop bowing to the fear of what other people are thinking. Am I willing to lay down pride in order to receive a touch from the Holy Spirit? Final question, are you hungry enough to get a little bit uncomfortable? What we're going to do is we're going to worship then I'm going to say this. I'm going to invite you to come up the front if you'd like to get prayer. I really believe this evening we're going to see people baptized with the Holy Spirit. We're going to see people speaking in tongues who've never spoken in tongues. We're going to see people receive freedom on their inside from stuff that's been oppressing them. We're going to see people healed because God still does miracles. Miracles are still on the menu. God still heals people's bodies. We're going to see people receive this transformational power on the inside. But are you hungry enough to get a little bit uncomfortable? Are you hungry enough to admit that I have a need? You might feel uncomfortable, but if you're hungry, that doesn't matter. You'll know in your heart that you need to respond. So we're just going to, in a moment, we're going to worship. Before I do, I would just love to say, maybe you're here this evening. Maybe your experience hasn't been one of knowing God or walking with God, being on a journey with Jesus. It's a bit of a different kind of night for us tonight, but maybe there is something happening in your heart and your heart's cries, I need to know this Jesus. If we would just close our eyes for a moment, I would love to give you an opportunity to respond. Something's stirring in your heart and you're like, I need to know Jesus. I need this Jesus. I need this empowered life that Levi's talking about. If that's you, would you just shoot your hand up nice and high? I'd just love to pray for you. I'd love to give you an opportunity to respond. I see that. That's awesome. I see that back there. Those two over there. That's so good. Amazing. So good. Anyone else here? Yeah, see that back there as well? Great. Jesus, we just thank you for our friends responding to you. We thank you that you would come and fill them, Holy Spirit. That even right now, they would start to experience your life-transforming power. That there would be hope where there wasn't any hope. That there would be life where they didn't think there was any life. That there would be power to live an empowered life. In Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, why don't we give it up for those people? That's awesome.